0: Welcome to a new episode of Weep Bingo. So this one's going to feature a brief discussion about the Democratic vice presidential nominee, Kamala Harris. I'll be speaking with Simi, a close friend of mine, about why Harris was chosen, some good and questionable basics about her record, and what voters should do to prepare for the 2020 election. I figured it'd be worthwhile to discuss Harris as a candidate and Indian American, with someone who can relate. See, Harris is half Indian, and well, Simi and I are both Indian Americans. So talking about this particular candidate is definitely worth mentioning, since her background keeps coming up in the news as an advantage and or an issue. Times are changing and, well, not really. The systems are still the same. We need to wake up. Here at Wheat Bingo, We are going to bring you stable content every week with alternate voices in mind. From culture and race to sports, entertainment, and politics. Tune in to Bingo at WheatBingo.com, social media, YouTube, and anywhere you can find podcasts. With context, we all win.
1: initial take on it like as the overall democratic side of the part you know of everything like the new vp nomination right yeah like what what is your opinion on like biden initially before this and then what is it what is your opinion on it after he's chosen kamala what is your like thought process as far as like what he's thinking as far as what he can accomplish with her and um like Because a lot of people are saying that, oh, he just wants the race vote or, oh, he just wants the women vote. You know what I mean? But, like, what's your own opinion on Biden in general? And then, like, what is your take on his whole, like, decision to even choose her in the first place? Right.
2: So uh, I didn't really predict Biden winning out the Democratic nomination uh, to begin with. Um, I had conversations, family members, with some other friends about. They expressed views like, "Okay, well, Biden will definitely get the nomination." Why I asked, it was because he already had that recognition in the Democratic Party. People sometimes are a bit worried about, you know, getting into something new or, you know, involving um, themselves with somebody that they don't really know. You know, you mean. And so Biden, they knew because he was vice president with Obama. And they didn't know much else about his platform, but they knew Biden and he seemed like a good guy. So he won out over all these other people. And now what I've noticed covering politics is there are various organizations within the Democratic Party for who are trying to get outreach, who are trying to get those voters from uh, who are supporting other candidates, like Bernie Sanders, like Elizabeth Warren, who were representing a more progressive point of view versus traditionally liberal candidates like Joe Biden. In terms of his pick for VP, the conversation so that he was getting a lot of pressure about picking a woman just because, you know, Hillary Clinton was the nominee last time and a lot of people were riding on that that a woman would finally win. She didn't considering all these changes and conversations that are happening in the past several years about, you know, women standing up for themselves, you know, having equal rights, equal pay, all this stuff. Along those lines, there's the point of, yeah, we should have a woman that's there in the office. Okay, uh, Kamala Harris dropped out for president. Okay, well, there's still Amy Klobuchar. There's still Elizabeth Warren. Maybe they have a chance. But then one by one, they got out too. So, okay, you have the presidential nominee. That is Joe Biden. At least he can have a female vice president. So the candidates that were on that list included Elizabeth Warren, included Kamala Harris, and it included a couple of other people who weren't as well-known, Tammy Duckworth, um, and a couple of others. I think Val Deming. Then the Biden campaign started getting pressure about to be a black candidate who's on the ticket. Not a white woman, but a black woman. And so that's where uh, Kamala Harris came in. Um, You know, some people disagreed with that, as far as if that really made a difference or not. But Kamala got picked out. As far as how I feel about Kamala, uh, I know that she had a strong prosecuting record in California. Uh, very strong. Uh, she's a typically liberal senator. She's voted around ninety percent, uh, ninety to ninety-three percent, with some strong liberal candidates like Elizabeth Warren, like Bernie Sanders, and that just goes—that just shows that she votes along party lines, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but in terms of like more progressive stances, like you know, voting in support of Palestine and not Israel. She doesn't follow that. You know, she follows along the more uh, traditionally American, not progressive point of view, you know? So she has a several issues like this that are pretty uh, controversial um, for more progressive voters. How I feel about her, I get that she's half Jamaican and half Indian. I am full Indian. You're full Indian, but I don't know what that does for me. Like what does that do for you? Like, Let me ask you, does, does that mean anything to you? I mean,
1: in general, I think this is, you know, we can't deny it. No matter how you slice it, we are making history, right? Right. One, we have a woman running next to a man, a white man, right? Yeah. But then on top of that, it's not just a white woman either. It's a woman of, like, totally different background of upbringing and, you know, you wouldn't think like, especially being Indian in America, like this is a huge step for us, in my opinion, as far as like being in American politics, you know, like this would, I would have never thought in a million years that, I mean, yes, don't get me wrong. There are Indian people and young Indian people in the, um, uh, politics, like, you know, in American politics in general that we know about, like Bobby Jindal, you know, stuff like that, like him and others that are, you know, they they are in politics for America, but they, you know, being in the presidential candidate, I didn't think that would ever happen. Or if it would happen, it would probably not be right now. It'll probably be, like, years from now. Maybe when our kids are growing up or something. That's what I was thinking, so the fact that this is happening right now is kind of like, oh, okay, so this is where we are in America, you know? As yep. far as right. anything for the Desi community itself, I don't know. I ha- I don't know how to feel because half of me is like, oh, cool, somebody that has some knowledge, firsthand knowledge of growing up Indian, you know, because her mom was Indian. But then at the same time I was reading a few articles on her and it said that her mom was even thinking that when they look at her and her sister she, they'll just think that they're primarily black, you know, and treat them like they're two black girls and not care that they're mixed with another race, right? So then it then I read that she wrote something about how like her mom pretty much raised them as American black American girls in you know, growing up. So although she was Indian, I'm sure like they grew up eating the same stuff we did and getting scolded the same way we did, you know. But at the same time it's still it's still weird, I guess. I think that's what it comes down to. It's really weird that we have a candidate that is not only mixed race, but it's a woman. And and I don't know, just after the whole Hillary thing went down and everyone was saying, like, we could never have a woman president, you know. It's just surprising that Biden was like, okay, well, I'll make a woman my VP then. And she won't even be, like, a white woman either. So take that, you know. Yeah. So I'm wondering now if this is going to just pave the way for women in general to be more in the White House. Like, are we one step closer to um, having a woman president now? You know,
2: I, I didn't. I didn't think about that. I didn't. I didn't even get that far. Um, it's not that I'm shocked. It's more just like I'm still debating if it's a good idea. Um, in terms of, like, the person he chose. Uh, I think it is historic. I don't know how her identity plays into policy. Like, her being Jamaican, her being Indian, that's great, and I appreciate the fact that she has those ethnicities, and she's going to be, you know, she's a, a symbol for diversity, yada, yada. But has she done much for the brown and black community,
1: yeah this is the question I would ask you 'cause i don't I haven't heard of anything that she's done for either party, or what has she done for America in general though I mean claim what that she's begs like, she claims that she's not either or right she claims she is a pure American citizen in a, you know living in california all that that's grand, cool but what all has she done so far? Because, I mean, for people like me who don't read up into politics much, don't really know a lot about her, I this is my first time hearing about her, you know, and I'm sure that's a lot of people's first times hearing about her. So I guess that's my question directed to you as someone who is more into, you know, more versed in the politics. Like, what has she done for America in general to be a representative of the American world we see today, I guess?
2: Yeah. Well, if if people hear about Kamala Harris now, it, it would be because she, they saw her debate in in the Democratic debates when there were like five million people <laughs> trying to get the nomination. There were, I think, there were like twenty nine candidates, but you get my point. She was uh, she really stood out. She you know so called of won, won one of the debates because she had a very strong performance. She called people out. She even called Biden out about his record, um, and with her famous line, you know, that girl was me, which they make a joke on Saturday Night Live and all that. Uh, In terms of her record, the one main thing I've heard about her is she was a California prosecutor. While she was there, you know, she spent years jailing black nonviolent cannabis users. She's accepted campaign donations, from uh, Steve Mnuchin who's the treasury secretary from Donald and Ivanka Trump. She voted to increase Trump's military budget. Uh, she's a strong supporter of Israel. She even spoke spoke at AIPAC, I believe. She supported and funded a bill that criminalized truancy. So it was a law that disproportionately harmed single-parent households, poor minorities and homeless mothers. Um, I mean, they're just there have been a, a bunch of cases. Um, it's worth researching, and I think to answer your question before, the reason Biden chose her was because she's very strong uh, in terms of the way she talks to you know talks to people, tries to communicate with them, and also the way she debates. She was able to connect with people in a way where when people saw her on the debate stage, they started rooting for her. And people felt connected to her. So, and considering how much Biden dropped whenever she kind of tore him down on the debate, stage, the debate stage nationally, then he probably thought, oh, and she's a woman, and she's not white, you know, and she's strong, and she's an attorney, and she's voted at least 90% with other liberal, liberal um, political figures this is a strong candidate for me to have to quote-unquote balance ticket. You know, she is somewhat fresh. She's um, she's young, <laughs> at least 20 years younger than him. Uh, he's in his 70s. Um, so that's probably the thinking that he had in picking her. And she was familiar because people knew that moment that she had on the stage. People don't know about, you know, about Duckworth or so-and-so. Right.
1: Interesting. That is really cool. I guess my other question for you would be, like, do you think that there will be a chance for Biden and Kamala to actually win if things keep going as they are, as you did in the beginning? I
2: think so. Um, I think there's a chance. I don't know how strong of a chance it is. I think that before the COVID-19 pandemic started um, in around March, Trump had it I mean he still has a very strong base don't get me wrong he still has you know a very large percentage of republicans still support him and so he's not losing that base really because of the handling of the pandemic he has dropped um like people who have been affected by his policies or you know the the pandemic and their monetary situation or you know health situation all these all these americans have died that has impacted him at least a bit that will be in biden and kamala's favor um also in in if it was somebody else right like trump has kind of made a case for himself that people are wanting to vote him out of office whether they they're not necessarily a democrat but they're like oh but we just want trump out of office so um i've been seeing that a lot on twitter Granted, there are a lot of, you know, liberal-minded people that are saying this, uh, but another huge problem that liberals have is voter turnout. It's one yeah. thing It's one thing to say, oh, I believe this, I don't like so-and-so, but it's another thing to actually show up to the poll or, you know, mail your ballot in. Um, and you saw that with, like, Bernie Sanders, who had such a huge... Uh, young people support group but then when it came down to people those same people coming out to support him especially in the south they didn't right and that is part of the reason that he you know he lost ground and biden won instead especially in the south
1: right what do you
2: think do you you think they have a chance from what you're seeing well
1: from what You told me about her. I feel like Biden needed her to be on his campaign only because she seems to be able to keep up with Trump and is as, like, aggressive as Trump is. So the thing is, is he's very loud. You know what I mean? Like, he's very aggressive. He's very loud when he talks to his um, supporters or whomever very, like, I want to say cutthroat almost, like, because he knows he has that power. And so having Harris on Biden's side, like, that's really, that's really what he needed because, you know, like, with his reputation as, like, what, Sleepy Joe or his dementia that everyone keeps making fun of, you know, no one's going to really take him seriously except for now, right? Because once they start, you know, with all the, I guess they do campaigning and right, they continue their campaign throughout until November, right?
2: Yeah, so it started. I mean, Kamala and Joe they spoke out yesterday together.
1: They appeared together. Yeah. And so, um,
2: right, quarantine's not really going to stop that, and uh, mm-hmm. it won't stop Trump either. I mean, he's still been having rallies, uh, and people still show up for him without masks. Exactly. It is what it is. Uh, One thing I will mention, though, is Trump has already stopped, or he's trying to stop funding for the the post office in relation to mail-in ballots. So don't be surprised if he starts saying the election was rigged, there were, you know, a lot of people were uh, stealing votes, and, you know, mail-in ballots and the election
1: should be done again.
2: I don't believe these results. I'm not going to, you know, if he happens to be- yeah.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's going to be some sort of whatever if he loses. I have no doubt in that. We also think that there may be a recount. I have a feeling that prior to choosing Kamala, Joe Biden did not have a chance and Trump pretty much dragged him on the ground and, you know, tarnished his name. And he is now a joke as we Joe with dementia, you know, like the old guy that you don't really want in office. Um, But I think now that he has someone on his side who is just as fierce and just as strong, although not all of us may agree with what she does or what she's done. Um, I think that they have a fighting chance now, and I think that, um, if anything, either they may win by not very much, or they are going to end up having to do a recount or something because of, as you said, Trump being like, oh, these don't count, you know, everything's rigged, this is all fake news, et cetera, et cetera, right? So... That's that's my opinion on it. Um I was gonna ask you though, do you think that we are in another situation where we're choosing between the lesser of two evils, like we were with um Trump and Clinton? Or even if that was a, a feeling in past, you know, presidential elections. I didn't really hear a lot of that with like previous to Trump and Clinton running, but um, I just you know wanted to know like what what was your thought process on that? Do you think that we're in the same boat again as America as a whole? We're just trying to pick not Trump or we're just trying to pick Trump because we don't trust Biden, or you know what I mean like we we no one's truly Republican anymore, or no one's truly Democrat anymore, because they just want to pick the opposite person that they feel safe with instead of, you know, actually for the political party and what the political party stands for. So what what is your opinion on that?
2: I think it's a mix of both. I think some people are going to be so tuned off by Biden and Kamala because they're both these traditional liberal so called traditional liberals they're not um they don't hold or stand for progressive liberal values as does you know Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders. They don't represent that side of the party, and so some people are are going to feel that way also Republicans who are so strongly republican um, that they have been with Trump this entire time. Uh, whatever policies they may agree or disagree with, you don't really hear most of them speak out of, against Trump. So I don't really see that changing. Um, I think they're still going to vote along party lines and support Trump in, in general election. For some other people who, in terms of lesser of two evils, I think some people are going to vote that way. And the people I'm referring to are, one, people who are progressives who were Bernie supporters or Warren supporters and they wanted these up uh, you know, these certain ideas like Palestine and Israel or, you know, Green New Deal or these types of things that perhaps represent a more progressive side of the party that but they they were in favor for they just want Trump out of office. They might be more willing to compromise on those ideas just so that they can get Trump out of office. You see? And then another problem I think is going to come up, and I'm seeing it already on Twitter, is, like, there are a lot of um, black people and um, Muslim people who just don't like Joe, and they don't like Kamala. Like, they just don't fall for it. Why? Because Joe was responsible for the crime bill um, that affected many black youth and that has still had ripple effects up until now. It really affected the black community. And he's been asked for an apology on it, and his apology was like, you know, I realize it was a mistake, which is nice that he apologized in a way, but it still has affected so many people's lives negatively that it's kind of hard for them to forgive that, you know. Uh, And considering Joe is like a typical traditional liberal, um, they just, think of it as more of the same like they're not he's not going to do anything for them you know and also Kamala like I said before like she's had a record in California uh prosecuting young black teens um and so the black people like the black community knows that and it goes back to the very beginning of our conversation like what is she doing what is Joe doing to reach out to the black community What are they doing to reach out to the South Asian community, you know, Um, Latino community? Like, it's one thing to say that you're going to help so-called minority groups or whatever, but what are you going to do about it? And I think that there are a bunch of people who are just still waiting for actionable items, you know, instead of of empty campaign promises.
1: Um, Right. That's what I was wondering, too. It's valid. I mean, you know, their track record, like any politicians, is always muddy. So, yeah, uh, and if you're, in, you're
2: in public uh, public life. Uh, you're under public scrutiny. Mm-hmm. So, whatever you're going to do, whatever you're going to rule on uh, or vote in favor for, for I mean, that's going to be under record. So, I get all of that. Um, what I worry about as a as a voter personally, and this has nothing to do necessarily with just Democrats or Republicans. It's in general as a voter. I get annoyed when I hear candidates who are like, who are saying, Oh, um, if you, if you just do this, you know, if you come and vote for me, I will do this for you, you know, or they show up to these events in your town, like these random cultural events and stuff to show that they care. Like they care about your community. But then after the fact, like, if they get elected, you know, you don't hear from them again. Right. I'm hesitant, but I'm also, like, aware of that idea. Like, I know that's going to happen, you know. And it's hard to see how, from a presidential level, how that's going to really affect me on a local level. So definitely should emphasize state and local elections a lot, too. It ain't just about presidential. It does come from the top, you know. Right. um state and local really affects you more personally. Mhm. Uh, so I just don't want people to lose sight of those elections. Right.
1: But yeah. What are your um I guess how would you sum up the presidential campaign for those that are not really into politics but you would like them to still vote just so whomever party you want to win will have a running chance to win, Um, I guess, just for those listening, whoever is, because I know a lot of the youth aren't really bothered by politics and they aren't really, you know, looking into who's running where and what's going on and, you know, listening to these campaigns and going... I mean, it is an exciting time personally, versus like the local and state that you that you vote for, you know because this affects all of America, not just Texas or not just New York, you know, mm-hmm. who your governor is, and all that stuff but um, yeah, so what i guess how how would you sum it up in a short few sentences on those that don't really want to go learning in depth on the candidates, but have a general knowledge on why they should vote for one or the other?
2: Well, I would say educate yourself. It's it's very easy to fall into the trap of whatever the media is feeding you, like the general mainstream media, whatever they're feeding you, that is what you should know about this candidate you know and not to say that that stuff isn't important i think that you should just read as much as you can and in order to become a more educated uh, voter citizen it's important to read all the sides just don't don't just read about your candidate you know the candidate that you like so don't just read about trump don't just read about biden read about both of their records and see the policies that are coming from the top right like um Like uh, immigration or um, coronavirus pandemic policies or um, schooling, like some of these decisions have come from the top like uh, as a as a journalist like I, I've had to write a ton of stories about these policies on a on a state level. One of my recent stories was about schools reopening, and that pressure came from the top. First President Trump said it, then um, Governor Abbott of Texas said yeah, schools should reopen we'll just you know have them have safety guidelines you know and so that pressure comes from the top and then it affects you on a personal level so you should look at the issues that affect you personally and read up about them from all the candidates Um, some sources to turn to I would suggest PBS NewsHour is a great solid source Um, also look at Ballotpedia Uh, vote smart so you can see about the positions that some candidates have held in the past or the ways they've voted, you know. But yeah, I would just say to educate yourselves.
0: Thanks for listening to We Bingo. The podcast was edited by Sarah Duffy. If you want to learn more about what we do and stay updated on the latest news stories in their contexts and get your dose of funds, please visit us on social media. Weep Bingo, and anywhere you can find podcasts. Until next time, cheers.